The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report on Saturday, August 6th. Day nine of Chiefs training camp is in the books. Instead of Pete Sweeney today, we are joined by Arrowhead Pride's lead analyst, Ron Kopp, who is taking in the beautiful, humid, hot St. Joe air on Saturday morning. Ron, uh, you told me that you're sitting in a price chopper parking lot uh, waiting for me to call you. How's it going? How was practice this morning? Oh, man, this AC feels great. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I, the first practice I came out here last week, it wasn't actually too bad. I, I, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I didn't get too burnt, didn't get too hot. But today, today drained me for sure. But it was a really good practice. So I, I, I took a lot away from it for sure. Yeah, it, it seemed like the atmosphere on Saturday was a positive one. And I know you have a ton of observations from today's practice. I do want to give you guys a quick injury update. Doris Fountain. Uh, was back in practice, but then he suffered a uh, finger injury. Um, the Andy Reid said that he's going to get checked out, and, and we'll know more about him. Uh, you know, it was a bummer he missed practice on Thursday. He's going to be a special teams contributor in all likelihood, and so now he's got the finger thing. So we'll see how that goes. Jody Fortson still no uh, practice for him dealing with the quad injury. We'll get an update on him as training camp moves along, and hopefully he'll be able to get back into action here in the near future. But Ron, I want to ask you about Orlando Brown um, because I noticed a lot of your observations. You were you're talking about Orlando's looking good out there. Like he he's slimmed down. He he looks like he's quick and and like he has really stayed in shape even during his holdout this offseason. Yeah, well, on that slim down point, I want to point out that you know even you watch the franchise episode one, their YouTube video, even notice that Brett Beach says the same thing, right? You know, the the Chiefs are even noticing that same thing with this slim down figure and. You know, there's something I've always noticed about Brown is he does have a quick first step off the snap. I, I, I remember, I can't remember what game it was, but last year I remember opposing fans kind of complaining that they even felt like he had a false start uh, at, at, at times. And that's kind of what it looked like today, man. You know, in that first team period, he was just so quick off the snap. Frank Clark had no chance really to do really much of anything. Um, there, was, there was about one play I noticed where Frank maybe got the, the best of him on the outside a little bit, but. Brown's first step is looking really quick, and I think that really gives him an advantage, obviously, because he isn't the fleetest of foot, right? But maybe now with, with you know, maybe a bit of slim down figure, maybe he has that little bit of a you know, extra half second um, to really get back and, and, and help himself on those on those pass sets. 
but also, you know, you don't want to lose that, that, that strength he has as a run blocker. Right. And, and I don't, I didn't see that be the case, man. I, I saw a few times Brown paving some, some huge holes for the running backs by just, you know, collapsing on the defensive line and, and kind of creating holes. So, yeah, I, I really like what I saw from Brown today. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see that, you know, he didn't lose any strength or power. It doesn't seem like with, with maybe a slim down figure that could help him in his past sets. And obviously he's playing this season to try to get that big contract extension. So we'll see if that winds up happening here in Kansas city or elsewhere after the season, but they need a big year out of him and he's going to be a cornerstone along that offensive line. So it's nice to know that he's looking good so far in camp, even after uh, his short holdout period. I want to ask you about chiefs rookie, George Karloftis. Uh, you, you mentioned that he's starting to show some power and some explosion and, you know, that's that's something we talked about his game a ton here on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network is he is a powerful rusher. Like he's a guy that wants to run right through you. And it seems like we're starting to see a lot of that in training camp. Yeah, today, you know, here's one thing to know before is that he isn't still the technical starter of the starting defense. You know, Dana still seems to be taking those first team reps whenever they kind of first get going with all the with all the plays, all the run throughs and everything. But he is rotating, obviously, in quite a bit with the first team, you know, getting him pass rush reps. And there was a stretch during the team period today where he was over Andrew Wiley at right tackle. And, man, he was just hammering him, really just attacking his outside shoulder, really collapsing the pocket. And and there was a couple of times he, he really got close to Mahomes. One time, I think he did hold up a little bit uh, smartly, which is nice to see from the rookie. Um, but if it was full go, I think he hits the ball out of Mahomes' hands potentially on, on a certain play. So, I really think, he, and you heard him talk about this, you know, he, he, he knows he's a power rusher. He embraces that, you know, in his press conference, he mentioned that, you know, as a freshman at Purdue, that's really what he hammered. His coach kind of wanted him to hammer that, that speed, the power, and really just perfect that. You can kind of be seeing that same thing here as, as a rookie in terms of, hey, I, I know what I'm good at. I'm just going to perfect this power rushing, perfect being a bully, perfect, you know, bull rushing someone back, you know, into the quarterback's lap. That's going to be my first step as an NFL player. I'll worry about, you know, progressing my, my other moves, my more finesse moves, you know, maybe later for now, I'm going to focus on the power. It really seems like that may be the case, what he's doing right now. And then, you know, I know Wiley's not the biggest guy, but the most powerful guy, but he was having a lot of trouble with Carl Loftus. And I think that that kind of gives you a, a preview of what to expect this year from a snap to snap basis of what uh, you're going to get out of Carl Loftus. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy that Spags loves. He, he wants you to be those just like, monster wrecking ball kind of edge rushers and yes. you know Karloftis maybe not necessarily being the starter now is in part to the chief signing veteran pass rusher Carlos Dunlap who did see his first practice reps on Saturday did you see anything from Dunlap was there anything to really take away from his first full practice as a chief well he's huge there's no doubt about that <laughs> um you know I, I do think one thing that's really enticing about you know that I thought about recently with with you know, having Dunlap and Chris Jones, you have two of the league's best uh, defensive linemen at batting down the pass at the line of scrimmage, right? I think they were both in the top four or five last year and batted passes at the line of scrimmage per PFF. And and I think that height and that, and that build is something you're really going to, you know, really going to like about Dunlap um, when he gets going. But yeah, during practice, uh, you know, I, I didn't see much. I mean, definitely rotated in with the ones. You know, there was one play, you know, in the nine on seven period where they're focusing on the run game. You know, Dunlap kind of was there at the front side of a run and, and, and stuffed Pacheco before he could get to the line of scrimmage. So it's good to see him, you know, active out there, you know, rotating in with the ones. I think, you know, I think you'll see more and more of him as camp goes. Obviously, he just got here, but 
it is really uh, exciting to kind of think about, you know, because I really think Mike Dana shown some stuff too as well. I think the foursome that you have at defensive end now, you know, none of them may be like super, you know, one of the best in the league right now, but I think the, you know, the rotation of four of them is really something that offensive tackles, you know, having them fresh all the time. It's really going to be, you know, something to uh, that they're not going to be looking forward to dealing with, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot better about the chiefs pass rush now that Carlos Dunlap is on the field for them and, and that defensive line in general. And yeah, it sounds like Mike Dana is having a really nice camp this season. Uh, something that's, it's kind of become a joke between me and Pete on these training camp reports that, you know, he is raving about rookie cornerback Joshua Williams and saying, oh, Jalen Watson's getting run with the first team defense and he looks really good. But rookie cornerback Trent McDuffie is locked into a starting cornerback spot, but hasn't necessarily uh, looked great at times, has struggled a little bit. But it, it seemed like that finally changed today. He was making some impact plays on the field, if I'm understanding this correct. So it's got to be nice that we're finally seeing some progress out of their rookie first round pick. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's hard it's hard to evaluate maybe a corner in camp because if they're not getting thrown at, you know, you don't really have much of a, a takeaway. And but that may be that they may not be getting thrown at right because they're covering well or something, you know. So today we actually got some some targets um, that McDuffie had, and and he broke up two passes. Uh, one. You know, he had kind of trailing leverage on Juju kind of running towards the sideline and just had just had, you know, completely blanketed and really had nowhere for the pass to even be completed, even if it was a perfect pass. And then there was another two where, you know, I do want to say, you know, McColl kind of broke away, you know, deep down the middle of the field. And it did kind of seem like the ball was a little underthrown. It could have been put far more out in front of McColl and kind of he could run under it which gave McDuffie the chance to kind of, you know, rip the ball out as uh, McColl was coming down with it. But still a great play to be active around the ball, get your hands active, you know, uh, try to rip the ball away. And he definitely did. It popped out. It actually, you know, almost popped out and turned into an interception because it kind of floated in the air for a second. So all that to say is, yeah, I, I think McDuffie, you know, one the strength as a player, I would say maybe immediately will be just covering and, and maybe not the ball skills, but just kind of denying that the pass ever gets there. I think that's what he's going to have to focus on right away because he doesn't have the length and, and maybe the, the, the physical skills to be as, as a, much of a ball denier at the point of the catch like a Joshua Williams maybe or guys in the past like Charverius Ward but um you saw today that when he actually got the pass targeted to him he did make a few plays on the ball and that it's encouraging because you know again he doesn't have that maybe that's that's size skill set but he, he's he's definitely a first round cornerback for a reason man you saw it today yeah and I say it's kind of become a joke on this show it's it, it's tongue-in-cheek like we're, we're in training right. camp and you know, he is being put in a less than favorable situation, being asked to start as, hey, we need you to shut down one side of the field as a rookie. And you're not going to get time to develop there. We just need you to do it. And it's not a great situation for you to throw a rookie into. So there's going to be some growing pains. And the same thing goes with Joshua Williams, who has looked really good in training camp. And I think it's safe to say personally that he's locked into the third cornerback spot on this roster at least until Rashad Fenton gets healthy and you know we haven't really gotten much of an update on when the Chiefs are hoping to have him back so it could be a while before he's ready to go uh did you see anything out of Joshua Williams have you been impressed with what you've seen from him so far well just the fact that he looks like he belongs is I think a, a very big statement for someone that played D2 football uh last year obviously so 
Yeah, you know, I, I know I don't know exactly how they rotate these guys in and out. I know we saw Jalen Watson, you know, play a little first team reps in that in that third cornerback position as recently as this week. Well, yeah, you see, I looked today. I, I didn't see one time that Williams was not that starting outside cornerback um, in the starting offense when they were at least in the nickel. And that's really encouraging, man. You know, I, I they I, I don't know if they need to if they ever rotate within the practices or if they always give these third cornerbacks the full practice. But Williams started camp as this guy. He's he's obviously you know he was he was back in that role today. And no, I didn't see you know too many plays on the ball or anything from him today um, specifically, but. It just is impressive again for a fourth round rookie, to, a D two guy, to be earning the 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 reps of uh, you know the, the trust of Spags to start right away over guys like Lonnie Johnson, DeAndre Baker. You know Baker's a guy that's been here for you know a year plus um, in the system and is a veteran. Obviously, I will say you know speaking of the quarterbacks, and I mentioned Lonnie Johnson, it does seem like he has elevated himself up to the second team outside cornerbacks. It was him and Jalen Watson I saw um, as those second team outside corners pretty much all day which is a little bit of a changeup. Um, you know, I, I noticed before that Nazi Johnson was getting a lot of the second team reps over Lonnie Johnson, um, you know, uh, at the first parts of camp. But it does seem like Lonnie might be working his way up and kind of, you know, maybe trying to prove his way back onto the 53-mile roster after kind of maybe being a forget, forgotten guy for, for most of training camp up to this point. Yeah, the the secondary right now, at least the cornerback group, is a little worrisome for me um, just because they're so young and, and there's so many unprovens there. And you talk about the Chiefs early season schedule, but, you know, Joshua Williams so far, everything that you've seen from him, you're just like, okay, well, Chiefs might have gotten a steal and that player, at least if he's playing himself into a starting role week one of the NFL season as a fourth round rookie. That's pretty impressive. A couple other rookies that you said you were keeping an eye on on Saturday. Isaiah Pacheco has been uh, has quickly become a fan favorite and everybody's expecting big things from him. And you're also keeping uh, tabs on Leo Chanel. Did you see anything from them on Saturday of note or anything that impressed you? Yeah. You know what? Pacheco again, just continues to get plays, man. Just continues to get reps, continues to, you know, not just work as a, as a traditional running back, but you, you see him, you know, motion out, um, out wide, like they use Clyde at, at times. Um, you know, uh, I, I did notice, um, you know, a, a, a wheel route to him, you know, on one play where he, he made a nice little catch. Um, so, yeah, Pacheco, you know, I, I am impressed by just his his kind of ability to do a little of both, I think. I think, you know, at some point you, you may see the, the, the numbers of him in terms of, you know, he's a bigger back, he's a stronger dude, obviously fast, but you may think of him more as just like a, a downhill runner, um, which he definitely is, man. You see him run in between the tackles. He definitely doesn't look easy to tackle at all, but it does seem like he can do a little more than that. And I do think that might be the difference when we're talking about in this running back battle. If Pacheco can, can do those in between the box, you know, in between the tackles, those strong runs like a Ronald Jones can, but also give you that kick return ability, right. That we obviously know he's doing right now. I think that's where maybe that battle, uh, it could come down to that where, you know, Pacheco might be able to do what Jones gives you plus a little more. Um, and that's what I'm, I'm looking at. But I will mention Jones, too. He had a couple a couple runs in those nine-on-seven periods that, that he looked good as well. He's at, he, he definitely looks sharper, you know, when he's just under center, you know, those traditional runs. And, and that's maybe one thing we need to, you know, uh, emphasize in this camp is the Chiefs are a passing team. You know, a lot of their work is in the past game. And so maybe that's where we, we're not seeing much of Jones um, compared to the other backs because we already know he's, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty – he's, he's going to be a rundown guy and – 
you know, if they're practicing rundowns, not as much as they're practicing pass downs, maybe that's one reason why the, the running back count could be a little skewed maybe compared to what it would be in a, in a true regular season game. Yeah, Ronald Jones is just simply not a pass catcher. Um, yes, he's, exactly. he's a player that I've followed very closely because of fantasy football. Um, and so I've watched a lot of Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay, and he is just not a pass catcher. It's just not a part of his game. But he's Ron Cop. You can follow him on Twitter at Ron underscore Cop. Make sure you check out all of his fantastic work at ArrowheadPride.com. If you want to listen to the Chiefs press conferences in their entirety, you will be able to do so here in the very near future. It will be available at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network here very soon. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for day 10 of Chiefs training camp.